Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Mitu. And this week we're checking out the hit Korean drama, Sky Castle. So stay tuned to the end to find out if BJ would have survived in this universe. Probably. I'd study hard. Do you think that you could have gotten into the med school without all of this hurrah? Apparently not. Yeah, I don't think you're enough. You honestly need to be like the best plus some sort of extra. So to back it up for our listeners, we watched a Korean satirical comedy drama this week. It was recommended to us and we're excited to step outside of our bounds a little bit. So we're excited to review this episode for the show. BJ, you actually watch Korean dramas pretty often. I have gotten into Liar Game because of you. So Mm -hmm. why don't you give our listeners a little recap of what we just saw? Sure. So Sky Castle is a wealthy condominium community, kind of like a gated community for these main Korean families that we're looking at. And Sky is actually the initials of the top three universities in Korea. So S for Seoul National University, K for Korea University, and Y for Yonsei University. That was tough in the captions because they explained (laughs) it every time, which made it hard to read the other text because it would be This huge chunk of text explaining what Sky is every time, which fair, it's helpful for some people, I think, if you can't remember. But for me, I just kept only reading that and then missing the text and then having to go back. It wasn't enough time to read it either. We just need to learn Korean. It's on us. That would make it so much more enjoyable. For sure. And so the premise is we have these wealthy families who are all very competitive and want their kids to get into one of these sky schools. It seems mostly like they want med school, but I think law school would be acceptable as well. Some sort of professional degree. And we also learn that it is very important for the mothers to be the ones helping groom their high school children to get into a Sky University, and that it's really about the mother making sure this kid is top of their class, has all of the extracurriculars, has perfect application, perfect essay in order to be competitive. And it gets to outlandish levels where they're throwing parties for each other to congratulate one family's son getting accepted to medical school. And then we find out that there's this whole underground community where you're getting private invitations that are supposed to be for investments, but it's actually so you can hire these entrance exam coordinators. And the one that we're going to end up learning more about actually worked as an admissions employee. And you pay them billions of wands, which I believe is millions of US dollars in order to get your kid all the proper training. They do GPA grooming. They have a psychologist to help with the stress. They plan all of the extracurricular activities for these kids. They can even help with a student president elections, apparently. And so it was just wild to see what these specifically mothers are doing in order to make their children be the best. Do you think admissions officers from elite American universities do a little consulting like this on the side? I was telling you this when we saw this, like there must be a very hush-hush side business of these admissions officers working with parents and students. There has to be. They can't guarantee a 
admission, but they could certainly say something like, they sure do like these extracurriculars, or they sure do like this specific course load if you want to express interest in this area of study. And I don't think that's breaking the rules. Then again, we live in a universe where Aunt Becky might be going to prison. So (laughs) unclear what the rich and the famous can do to get their kids into college. So how did you feel about this pilot? I thought it was really exciting. I think one of the things that I'm still a little puzzled about is the academic culture in Korea. Mm -hmm. I know it's a lot more rigorous than it is in the United States in terms of how much time students are expected to spend studying each day. But I do wonder if this is kind of uh, an exaggeration of how competitive it really is and how much pressure even the top kids in a class have to go through in order to get into a good school? That's a good question. How much of this is satire? Because it's billed as a satire show that makes fun of the culture of it, but clearly it's pulling from something. So Mm -hmm. how much is it pulling from? Yeah, but I like the concept. It's always fun to see these rich families, conflicts and problems I've never even imagined. Listeners, I was telling Me Too, I was shocked by one of the gifts that one of the mothers brought to another mother before a trip, because that wasn't even a gift I would think to give a friend. All I give people are Amazon gift cards, and she gave her a billfold filled with $5 bills so she can tip people on her cruise because she was about to go on a trip. I love that. Y'all, do not forget to tip the people who clean your rooms, tip the people who serve you food at hotels. They need the money. And I always have to remember to bring small bills with me on trips. And if I had a rich friend who thought that way, that'd be super helpful, BJ, for any upcoming trips I have for you to surprise me with $30 and fives. It's a very practical gift that I just never considered. It's very practical. I loved it. That's the gift of game recognized game. And then the other gift, which is a little more over the top, was like, I know you're going to have bad reception and internet on your cruise. So here's a tablet preloaded with a great selection of music and movies. That was wild. So speaking of, I think we should go family by family and chat through them. Okay. So we have five main families. Mm -hmm. So the first family up is Hansu Jin's family. She's the one who threw the party for her friend to celebrate the fact that her friend's son had gotten into medical school. She Mm -hmm. clearly had ulterior motives for that party to get the portfolio in order to figure out how that kid got into the med school for her own older daughter. So how did you feel about her ambitious older daughter, her rebellious younger daughter, her trifling husband, her trifling mother-in-law? I like her daughters. They are wild, big personalities, but I can tell that they get along really well with their mother. That's a genuine relationship and positive relationship. Yes. Her husband, the spite between them is ridiculous. They sleep in separate beds. I would too, if that's how I was treated. Yeah. And I mean that for both of them. Because she doesn't take into account the fact that he hates all of this, all of the pomp and circumstance around getting your child into medical school. But on her end, he's being completely unsupportive. Because he's part of that universe in that he's a professor and a doctor. So he clearly must have some sort of front row seat into seeing that it does take quite a bit to get into one of these schools. Yeah, and he has to be aware of the pressure his own mother is putting on the family. 
Yes, his own mom, his wife's mother-in-law, said that she would not recognize his wife as a daughter unless she got her granddaughter into that top medical school because the woman failed to bear her sons, which is wild because there are three generations of doctors in your family. You know exactly how the genetics behind this work. It is not the mom's fault. It is really no one's fault, and it is not a bad thing, but it is not the mom's fault that she has two daughters. Exactly. There seems to also be this issue where the mother-in-law is financing a lot of what's going on in this family's life. So they seem kind of like they owe her for their lifestyle. So they kind of have to make her happy, even if it's going through these insane links to get their daughter into a good school. But it also seems like Siojin is definitely settled into this lifestyle, not only with throwing these parties and meeting the right people and making those connections. She also is part of the exclusive Sky Castle Community Book Club. Yes. So even though there are aspects she hates, she is definitely committed to the Sky Castle lifestyle. It reminded me of, this is to a much lower extent, but growing up in the South, there was such society built around which church you went to. At least that was the culture in Atlanta where I grew up, where certain families were X church families versus other ones were Y church families. And you could tell a lot about them, quote unquote, because of what church they went to. It also reminded me of Crazy Rich Asians where their Bible studies were tiered and there was clearly a hierarchy for which Bible study you were invited to. So I love it. I love mess like that. So the other mom who is trying to get their child into medical school and competing a bit against Han Su Jin is No Sung Hae. And she also has a trifling husband who I think is abusive or at least seems verbally abusive. Yeah. Because he's angry that their oldest daughter went to Harvard, which is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Only Harvard. Bottom shelf for them. And they really don't want to mess up, if you will, on the twin boys. They have two other children, twin boys. They hope for at least one to be a doctor and the other to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. And she seems to be under a lot of pressure, too. We find out that she she dropped out of grad school while writing her thesis because she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And she's been homeschooling along with her husband. They've been homeschooling their twins so they can learn English and math and literature and all of that. It seems like she's truly committed her life to grooming her children to be academically successful. Which is sad because I feel like her husband is not giving her credit for that. And I get that the culture described in this show does not necessarily lend itself to her husband giving her credit. But Mm. he embarrassed her at that dinner party where everyone was celebrating that kid getting into med school by asking the other women to help his wife for the next kids to get into the sky schools because the oldest daughter, God forbid, went to Harvard for economics. Not only is he abusive in their private conversations, he doesn't mind shaming her in front of all of their friends and peers. Actually, going back to Han Su Jin's family, her husband showed up to that dinner in essentially hiking clothes and everyone else was in black tie and that was him rebelling. Why bring that shame? Why engage at all on that level? Just stay home if you're that mad. And then poor No Sung Hae, she's trying to get a top tier coordinator for her sons. But then Han Seo Jin is the one who ends up getting it because her, 
I guess, background is a little bit better. So this intense coordinator, Kim Joo Young, chooses her instead. Also, the coordinator was cast perfectly. I didn't have a chance to look at her IMDb ahead of time, but she is owning that college coordinator role. As background on her, she has a 100% college acceptance rate because she only takes two students a year and she completely invests herself in them versus other coordinators get in, let's say, even up to 60 students a year, but their acceptance rates are around 94%. To some, that's high. To others, that's an A minus, not good enough. And so she has that 100% rate where she asks you to live and breathe this process. She even points out to Hanso Jin that her daughter actually shares the number one slot at their school with another student who comes from a working class background and a working mother. And so she told her to become friends with that mother. So the daughter is exposed to that kid so that it sparks a competitive drive in her. You're literally strategizing how to, I don't want to say psychologically torment your daughter, but drive her in kind of a messed up way to do better. Yeah. And we heard the story that she gave about how much drive her daughter has that her daughter lost some game against her dad. And she was so upset that she didn't win that she wouldn't eat or sleep until she won. For three days. And that's the story that I think, won her over for the college coordinator. Yeah, that shows that her daughter has true drive. And so that working class family, we haven't seen much of them yet. There's an interesting twist with them at the end, but that is Lisu M's family. Mm-hmm. We just see she refuses to talk to Han Seo Jin when she tries to reach out. Which is smart. I would avoid them at all costs. If I, as a working mother, have somehow produced a kid who is at the top of his class, I'm not engaging with the other families. I'm just keeping the magic of whatever <laughs> we're doing right at home. You sound like Lee Myung Joo, who didn't want to share her secrets to getting her son in the med school. But it sounded like her secrets were a bit nefarious. So listeners, there's a bit of a twist with her that we won't give away. But she and her husband were talking about the fact that their son, I believe, couldn't handle what they did in order to get him into school. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like No Sung Hae's husband may have written his essays, which is not unheard of. But it seems like they did something even wilder than having a pinch hitter for the essays. Yeah, something to put a lot of guilt and weight on the entire family's conscious. And it was also strange. So Lee Myung Joo, as a gift for her son getting accepted to med school, her husband gave her cruise tickets for her and her mother and the platinum credit card for like two month trip to 17 countries around the world. But she returned early after less than a month. And she said she was tired of her mother-in-law, but not sure. She was hiding something for sure. And then the last family we have was Jin Jin He's family. Her husband, I believe, has a little bit of a drinking issue. And her son wrote an essay that got him in trouble toward the end of the episode where he thought that she loved her teacups more than she loves him because she extends more grace and cries over the teacups breaking versus just being tough on him academically. So I felt a little sorry for him. That's also a trifling thing to write and give to your mom, especially if she is so devoted to you. But you get how a young person would see that as 
she loves her teacup more than she loves me. Yeah, that was sad. I actually think she's one of my favorite moms. Same. So it was sad to see her son be like, I'm sorry I was born, when clearly she's trying to push him and help him. She means well. Yes, none of what we've described, I would argue, is healthy, but they all mean extremely well. Yes, they just want the best no matter the cost. So it's sad that the son regrets being born, and it's really sad that he thinks objects mean more to her than he does. Pip, pip, I'm feeling clean in my white tea, quite fancy in my white tea. Well, let's keep that going by letting our listeners know this episode is brought to you by Audible. And then they can feel fancy, too, by listening to books like The World of Downton Abbey by Jessica Fellows. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. I think we've gone through all the families. So we both agree we like Jinjin He's character. I would also say that our main character, Han Seo Jin, is one of my favorites as well. I love the way she's playing this game. Mm-hmm. She's in it to win it. She knows what she's doing. She's not afraid to suck up to the people who can help her get where she wants to be. No shame. And more than the other kids, her oldest daughter seems to actually, like we discussed with the no eating or drinking or sleeping until winning that game, she seems to really have the internal drive where I think it matters as much to her, maybe more to her than it does to her family for her to succeed. Whereas Mm -hmm. the other kids, I think, are being pushed by their families a bit. She seems to relish in this. They had their book club conversation about the selfish gene, and she immediately reached that conclusion of being selfish is the healthiest thing you can do. As crazy as this whole setup is and what they're doing to get into school, it helps that Seojin's daughter has that drive and does seem to want it as bad as her mother. Being selfish is altruism. That's the lesson we learned. (laughs) Do you agree with that statement? I don't even know what that means, so it's difficult for me to agree or disagree with it. I think I'm comfortable disagreeing with selfishness equals altruism because it feels like jumbo shrimp, bit of an oxymoron, but who knows? Something like our true nature is to be selfish, so that is the most altruistic way to live life. Something like that. But this is also a translation that we're getting through subtitles. That's true, too. So there actually could be a lot missing in translation. Though I wouldn't be surprised based on who was leading the discussion, which was No Sung Hae's husband. I would not be surprised by him reaching the conclusion that selfishness is altruism. Yeah, he said something along the line was like, it all finally clicked when I just realized I got to be selfish. And that's how I'm successful. It was dark to see the making of the man. Okay, Beach, if you don't have any other thoughts on the show, I'm curious, do you have any predictions about what's to come? Yes. So I think fast forwarding to the end that Han Seo Jin will be successful with this coordinator. And I think her daughter will get into one of the Sky Universities. Okay. At a great cost. Don't know what that cost is yet, but Mm. I think a sacrifice will be made for that achievement. 
I also believe that No Sung Hae is going to pivot or maybe in parallel of trying to get her twins to be successful, try to sabotage the other families as kind of revenge for not getting selected by the coordinator. Oh, I'd love to see that. The only prediction I have on my end, this is not a prediction. This is just what I'm excited to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see some sparks fly between Lee Su M and Han Su Jin because their kids right now are at the top of their schools. I want to see working mom versus non-working wealthy mom go head to head because I loved that quick scene of her ignoring her call. And it looks like in the previews for future episodes, they at least meet. So mm-hmm. I want to see some sparks fly there and maybe even some competitive drive between their kids. Ooh, do you think there might be any romantic spark between their kids or between any of these kids? Because I thought I felt a little chemistry between Hansu Jin's daughter and No Sung Hae's son, one of the twins. It seemed like one of the twins likes her. And it seems like she has a crush on... The one that doesn't like her. Yes. I think she might get involved in some sort of love triangle, love, four-sided, five-sided situation. I'm excited to see it. This is a cast of all very attractive people. I was shocked that the moms were mothers of 17 and 18-year-olds. You were very confused by the parents' ages. I'm going to do a Korean sheet mask tonight and hope for the best. I guess my final thought, and I'm curious what you think. Do you think any of these couples will improve their relationship throughout the season? Because most of them seem rather toxic. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't see a path forward in a positive way. For any of these couples, I'm not even trying to be funny. Nothing is impossible, right? Like we learned that from Justin Bieber and Jaden Smith a few years ago. Never say never. But it would take work. I think it would take some really some introspection to know what have I done to make this toxic, mm-hmm. some willingness to engage, some willingness to maybe see a counselor. So hiring a psychologist outside of the one that you've hired to counsel your child through this incredibly stressful time. And I can't see any of them focusing on both repairing their relationship and getting their child into college. Yeah, it will be difficult to achieve everything. Yes. So let's head into our final ratings for Sky Castle. What would you rate it, Me Too? I would watch again seriously. The only caveat that I would add for our listeners is strongly recommend this show, strongly recommend you watch seriously. You just have to watch with no distractions. Yes. Watch seriously, but when you have time, if you do not speak the language, to sit down and have it be the only thing you're looking at. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes when I watch a show, even if I love it, I'm tempted to look at my phone or chat with my friend about what I'm watching. And I noticed that you and I didn't really talk a lot while we were watching this because we had to read every single word that came across. It's not difficult. You just have to focus. Yes. Because it's not in our native language, we had to focus more on on what they were saying, as well as picking up on everyone's names. Yes. It took us a while to get all the families organized in our minds. True. Even if the show were in English, it would have been difficult for me to follow initially because there were so many families. It seemed like toward the end of the episode, they were really zeroing in on the core drama between each family. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. How did you feel about it? 
I'm the same as you. This is even better than I was expecting. I'm would watch again seriously. The reason I recommended this is because I'd heard nothing but good things about it. It's actually the highest rated drama in Korean cable television history. Oh wow! So this is like top tier Korean drama. I can tell. Yeah, I understand why. It was good. I bet we even lacked a lot of. Deeper levels of satire in the show, maybe not even that no, deep, any of we, <laughs> because we lack the cultural context, and I was still in it. And as our seasoned listeners know, we don't really like hour-long shows. Sometimes, no, we don't. This show runs a little over an hour each episode, but it flew by. We were in it. We were annoyed when we had commercial breaks. I didn't even realize it was an hour. It was an hour and nine minutes. No way. We usually complain when it's forty-two minutes. Yeah. Wow. It was that good. It was that good. We complained about commercials. Yes. So definitely check it out. And I believe if you live in Korea, it's actually on Netflix. And you can BJ throw the at least the link we used in the show notes. Yes, we'll let you know how we watched it, and you can access more reviews of the pilot podcast by heading to our website at thepilotpodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people find our podcast. Please help them find us. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send show suggestions. We're really enjoying going through this list. Feedback, questions, horoscope information. I'm trying to be convinced that that's a real thing. To askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.